Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. experienced great leaders, the ones who have pulled a team together and made you feel valued and really knew how to get the best from the team and individuals. Unfortunately, we've all probably experienced our fair share of poor leaders, where you feel like you were just a number that when working with them really questioned your own worth and your own ability. Today, I chat with Anna Woods on Start, Scale, Succeed, a leadership coach who specializes in helping retail leaders and brands. And we're going to talk about becoming leaders and going from a good leader to a great leader. Thanks very much, Anna, for joining me. Hello. <laughs> now, you've got a long background in, uh, you know, quite an extensive background in retail. Can you tell the people who are listening a bit about you and your business and what you do now? Yeah, of course I can. So I began in retail uh, 25 years ago. So when I was 15, I worked on the shop floor in River Island in my local town. And when I was at university, I always stayed in a retail role on a Saturday. And then um, when I graduated, I did a business degree. When I graduated, I um, moved to London. So that was 18 years ago. And I began my career as a buyer's admin at Topshop. And um, yeah, worked my way up. So worked um, for a variety of retailers on the high street. So my background is in shoes. So I was always a shoe buyer at Topshop. Um, I worked Topshop, Kirk Geiger, River Island, um, ASOS um whistles and then my last role was um buying and design director at LK Bennett and I left there two years ago to become a coach to the retail industry so leadership coach and what made you take that leap and what made you decide to go into this leadership side and we we were just talking before we recorded about you know we could both definitely count on one hand (laughs) yeah less than one hand yeah the great leaders that we've had in our careers and both had a long career what made you go into leadership um from retail so I think I've always been I've always been somebody that's been ambitious so I've always been fascinated with leadership um and about five years ago I started to sort of question you know I've been sort of promotions had come quite easily like my career trajectory was you know on course if you like um but there was something in me that was thinking right okay is this what I can do forever you know I was on the way to being a director I think I was head of buy-in at that point and so there was when I think I trace it back to when I was choosing a degree I was either going to do business studies or psychology and I went for business studies that helped me in good stead for a buying career, obviously. Um, But there was kind of an itch around psychology and human behavior that I was like, right, okay, I think I need to scratch this. So I went and um, did a counseling course 
at a Birkbeck University thinking that I might want to be a psychotherapist at some point. So I went and did sort of the precursor in counselling, gained my qualification, but was like, do you know what? I really do love retail and I love and I'm fascinated with how we behave as individuals and as leaders in in um, the corporate world. So that counselling qualification kind of led me on to um, doing a master's in leadership and organisational dynamics, but with a real psychological background to the course. So, yeah. And then I went on to uh, London School of Economics and did a leadership and change course. So, yeah, kind of while I was, um, you know, and at that point, I think halfway through the master's, I was a director as well. So I was kind of, you know, it was all really, really good, rich study that I could apply to to my Mm. roles as well. Um, And then I think I was just like, the way that I view my style of coaching and what I offer to the industry is I almost feel like um, a business therapist to the retail industry. So I fuse all my psychological kind of background and learnings with all the kind of leadership theory. Um, yeah. And kind of apply all that to how we behave as leaders and how we can learn to behave as better leaders as well. And, you know, retail is a tough environment and, you know, product businesses can be very, um, it can be a very uncertain business to be in. Um, How within that then, what does a good leader look like and how can you go from good to great as a leader? So for me, the the thing that I often talk to clients about is leading with backbone, but also leading with heart. So for me, a good leader leads with backbone. So somebody that's clear, communicates really well, sets the vision and the tone, kind of listens to people, has all the stakeholder input. But then a great leader also brings their heart with them. So, you know, has empathy and compassion, leads with their values. And I think, the you know, the greatest, best leaders, it's almost like you're constantly oscillating between like powerful um, decisions where you've got to use your backbone, but also you make those decisions whilst also using your heart and with compassion. Um, so does that? Yeah. And how, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot more people have become more real, I suppose, yeah. with the pandemic, because, you know, you're on a Zoom meeting with your managing director and you can see the cat or the kids or whatever in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's made people seem more personable. How do you think the pandemic has changed how people lead? I think people have had to kind of, well, in a way, what what you're saying is people have had to allow them them uh, their teams into their homes. So there is a certain, you know, there's been a certain element of, you know, if we're specifically thinking about being on a call with your MD or your CEO, you never before would have been able to kind of view where they live. So there's, you know, I often think that a, a massively um, underrated leadership skill is having the social skill with as a leader with your team. And I think that leading in that way and sort of being on Zoom and allowing people into your world, however you curate your world, um, mm-hmm. has been a social skill that never would have happened before if you were, you know, just in the office. But I think also the pandemic is 
It's made people have to reflect. So, you know, when when the pandemic struck, I was a director at LK Bennett and I did, I actually did my master's dissertation um, project into how um, working at home was impacting people mentally. And I just think we've had to, we've, as leaders, we've had to really consider people more and their, their you know, let's be honest, like well-being as a topic is, is mm-hmm. far more um, on the table and out there in conversation. And I guess now um, than, it, than it ever was before, you know, yeah. it was important to me as a leader, but I think it's had to be forced to be on leaders agenda yeah it Um, has to be a conversation now whereas before yeah yeah. it felt like a last you know if you're having a meeting it was that last thing you asked are you all right you know you don't really want the answer you know you're like are you okay yeah fine okay yeah Yeah. fine yeah I've asked I'm Um, all right you know whereas whereas a lot now and I think during the pandemic sometimes it's leading with that a lot more rather than it being that the the end thought and so as leaders are there things that we should stop doing or you know start doing what's kind of your I suppose checklist take yeah um I think the biggest one because we touched on it before about how fast-paced this industry is and I think that we don't often it's a gift to be able to have the skill to take take a breath in the moment I think it's these small things that as leaders we can be going 100 miles an hour because there's pressure coming from above there's pressure coming sideways there's pressure from your team there's pressure from suppliers and I just think sometimes having the space and the capacity within yourself to take a breath take a moment and understand what's going on around you rather than just always it getting I think the biggest thing leaders need to do is get to a place of being responsive rather than reactive in the moment and kind of having that innate skill um it's a gift to be able to not react in the moment and we've all been there yeah (laughs) of course we have something's not going your way and you know and we all bring our stuff to work you know some days your personal stuff is heavier than other days you know and you have to understand your own personal context and yourself so I think I think the biggest start is to to give yourself the reflective space to be able to think about who you are what you're bringing on that day your context so that you can take moments yeah rather than being that bull in a china shop or on that that hamster wheel that just actually taking that pause and what do you see as the when people come to to work with you what do you see as the, the biggest issue that they have to deal with yeah, I mean, the majority, much like um, your 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 listeners, the majority of, of my audience as well are female leaders. And, you know, a lot of the time it's people wanting to grow their confidence. So to understand what their leadership style is, what they're dealing with. Um, and yeah, and to be able to lead their team confidently without sort of, you know, having a voice that is a sort of critical voice on their shoulder saying, oh, you're not doing this right or da 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 da, da you know. Um, so the biggest thing that I teach and help people grow is their confidence. What are the tools that you can advise people then? And I know everyone's situation may be different. Yeah. 
to help them be more confident in their role as a leader? So it's about, I mean, the first thing I do with people is always understand what their context is. So what kind of a system are they operating in? What is their team like? What is their relationship to um, their boss like? What, What are the dynamics that are at play for them? What is working? what isn't what are the um you know what are the kind of what are the biggest pressure points for them at the moment and then I look mainly with people um at their relationship to authority and kind of what their relationship to their boss is because that's often where the confidence you know and certainly as females um We've been taught a lot of skills in life and at school, you know, and it's that that book, um, Maisie, Mary Seacart's book about the authority gap. I don't know if you've read it. It's amazing. So we've, you know, it's really proven that in school, girls are expected to sort of behave a certain way and it doesn't set us up to um, to challenge authority and to sort yeah. of be okay with um showing our own authority as well and sort of the boundaries around all that so I work with people really to um you know to uncover why they're behaving in certain ways and a lot of it does date back to to the patterns that we're in from childhood and stuff we've been taught um Mm. yeah you mentioned there about different types of leader people helping people understand their type of leadership what are the types of leadership Yeah, so a lot of what I do is um, kind of psychologically influenced. So I look at people's generally, I look at something called the emotional um, profiles triangle. So when your back is against the wall and you are um, under pressure, we look at what is your um, innate style in dealing with with pressure and conflict. So, you know, it's it's that thing, it goes back to whether you're fight, flight or freeze. And generally that forms how you lead because when push comes to shove and you've got some really tough decisions to make or there's conflict happening or there's difficult conversations to have, we all have our own preference in, in those kind of um, profiles. So it's looking at what, what your profile is and how to sort of move um, from, from sort of reacting to responding well and understand like, what are the strengths of that and what are the weaknesses and and it's just you know coaching and the beauty of coaching is you're just gaining self-awareness like and and what does self-awareness bring loads more confidence you know Mm -hmm. you're like oh right so when right that'll be why I behaved like that in that situation or understanding yourself and thinking okay that's why that person seems to get to me and not really get to anybody else, you know, and it's figuring out. Yeah, because sometimes it's so confusing, isn't it? And you're like, why is is it that I'm just reacting to this supplier and then nobody else is, you know, or why is it that I'm not able to have this conversation with that person, but I'm really able to have it with the other person? And like, what do I want to be known for as well? You know, yeah. I think that's a really good, you know, when if you want to kind of try and crystallize or think about, you know, what what do you want to be known for as a leader? What yeah. do you, what would you want people to say about you if you weren't in the room or, you know, 
it's that that kind of thing to help you understand your behavior you know what you want your behaviors to be like then or if you want that if you want them to if you want to be known for that what are your reaction what are your actions what what's your behavior like so yeah. quite a few people listening will be starting will have started their own business and maybe going from a team of one themselves yes. to yeah. to a bigger team how what advice can you give them you know to take that step from from one of the team because or to to that individual yeah. who's been very hands on and is still hands on but they're now they're now employing people whether that's freelance or on a permanent basis and they, they need to be that leader then. What advice can you give them? I think it's being clear on um, the fact that you are the leader of the organisation, you know. And also, I imagine if people have started their own business, whether it be products or whatever, um, that you've you've already thought about what your values are as a business. So you've kind of, what, what do we stand for? What is this product for? Who do we serve? Um, what are our values as a company? You need to be doing that for yourself as well as a leader so what do I want to be known for and and values are like a pathway through your life that that you choose to stay close to and when you sort of stray away from them um you don't feel in alignment with yourself so it's kind of being being really clear about what do you stand for what matters to you and being clear on that because I know I always myself try to choose the the difficult thing over the thing that feels easy so I always want to lead with courage and with compassion um so it's being strong and secure in what you stand for and what your values are and being very clear from the outset I guess when you are employing staff this is what the business stands for these are the business values these are my values as a leader but it's also you know what do people want to believe in in terms of brands at the moment well they certainly want to believe in brands that are authentic Mm -hmm. that have meaning that are purposeful they also want their leaders to be like that there's kind of like for me it's you know modern leadership and I guess it is post-covid as well it's kind of a bit of a changing of the guards of the old school you know Philip Green type retailing to kind of no people look at the guy from Patagonia you know last week amazing so people want that authenticity and they want connection but I think the biggest thing when you take on staff as well is um holding that responsibility and holding the uncertainty for them and for yourself and the organization and knowing and being secure in yourself enough to know that you're not going to get it all right you know mm-hmm. um but I think it's about communicating authentically and, and holding true to your values and if you're a small business right now it can be like I said it's quite it can be quite uncertain and for any retail business um there is you know some very great highs and some yeah severe lows how as a leader you keep your team motivated I think you have to keep your team motivated because it's your, you know, at the end of the day, I guess if you if you're leading a business at the moment and it's a retail business, if if you're the founder of it and you're not motivated by it, well, there's a problem, isn't you know, if you're not kind of, uh, you know, if you're not feeling it, you're excited and passionate. yeah, Yeah, it goes back to that authenticity piece. There will always be moments, I think, as a founder of a business that you I feel a bit exhausted and kind of need some motivation from wherever you need it from yourself. But I think 
you have to um, understand that your role as a founder and leader is to constantly be collaborating with your team. And mm-hmm. but also you get motivation yourself from listening to, to what the ideas that your team are bringing. And I just think the most sensible way of motivating the team is always being clear with communication, but also asking for ideas and listening to what people have to say, because that's, that's you know, that is a really clear part of the role as well. And I think that, you know, obviously with, you know, businesses, it's profit at the end of the day in sales. But I think it's having some other kind of metrics that you're also being yeah. measured against so that if you don't hit those sales, like, but guess what? We had yeah. great feedback on these products or yeah. we got this kind of press or whatever. So you're using you're not just always focusing if sales are slow you're not just always focusing on oh we didn't hit target again oh we didn't hit target yeah. again what did we do you know what are the, what are the wins that we can celebrate and how can we fix the things that aren't working and it's that like you say it's listening to the team's ideas and just i think celebrating the wins that are happening because there will always be wins there has to be you know <laughs> you know there'll always be some kind of wins you know and do you think leadership is something that can be learned yeah, I do. I genuinely do. I think that um, I think and it starts with ourselves. I think we are always leading ourselves. So I don't think that leadership is just, you know, it's it's just there for the select few that make, you know, being CEO or MD. I, we lead ourselves every day. So, you know, throughout every retail organization, we are constantly leading and and influencing people. And I think, yeah, of course it can be learned, but I think it starts with having the capacity and, you know, the the help from a coach, I think, to to be able to look inside Mm -hmm. at what you're bringing and what your backbone is, what your heart is. But I think also that you definitely can you know these these emotional skills um they definitely can be learned but it's all about self-awareness and it's also like a really key thing as well especially if you're in an organization or leading an organization it's about getting feedback and not being blind to what people um to how you're viewed as you said before you know it's it's about how you're viewed within an organization as well and your reputation um but but you know you have to be brave to do that and you have to be vulnerable and Um, a lot of people I mean if you're in a large organization they'll often do that kind of 360 degree feedback where they ask a you know um a number of your your colleagues or peers to to give feedback on your different levels of the business whereas if you're in a small business that's you know you really put yourself on the line because you have to instigate it you'll be like right okay and, and then it's probably not anonymous and it's people have to be able to feel that they can share warts and all and a lot of people sometimes think that feedback is negative but it's not it can be negative and positive you know massively and it's it's really key because we don't get it all right do we and I think if you're kind of operating especially if you know it's in the situation like you said before you know you've gone from a team of one to then taking people on you really do have to be quite brave and vulnerable and say what is it that I'm getting do you know what as well I did a post like last week about fun and fun in leadership and I think it doesn't all have to be super super serious it's not got to feel like 
old school top down leadership like absolutely you know and it can you can do these things and get you can you know it's about winning the hearts and minds of people that work for you um so they want to work for you and go above and beyond um and I just think you can you can do these things in a way that feel really safe and really fun you know and I I do a lot of like away days with organizations and I like to think that people um kind of walk away you know often people come in and they think oh you know at the beginning of it oh I'm gonna have to like show too much of myself or it's gonna feel uncomfortable or parts of me are gonna get exposed and actually people always learn about themselves learn about other people and go away feeling more together and bonded and I just think yeah all right you might hear some things about yourself that don't feel great but if you're in a safe environment and perhaps you've got a third party there helping you communicate with each other in a really soft way then there's nothing wrong with it you know and we we have to learn about ourselves in order to go forward yeah it can only get better then the more you know like you said in terms of self-awareness is key and and going back to your comment that you made near the beginning in terms of you know to start you have to take that step back and reflect yeah and getting that feedback is a way that's going to help you reflect and move forward and improve as a leader of the successful leaders that you've had experience with and you've worked with yourself, was there any particular trait or something that they did that made them stand out? Yeah, I think for me, it's a, it is authenticity. So knowing that, so if I'm thinking about the best leader that I work with, that was Jane Shepherdson at Topshop. And I think there was always a feeling of, of warmth actually from yeah. her and authenticity um I never felt like she was you know she was like I was like you know buyer's admin and she was running the company but you always kind of felt like she was um she was sort of accessible in a way you know like there wasn't a real barrier there so there was always you know what as well she laughed a lot (laughs) so it was like it was also that sense of somebody looks like they're leading the business and enjoying leading it and that's got to be a good thing hasn't it rather than it being like a bullying um you know top-down autocratic old school like type thing I think even in the tough moments there was it's delivering a message that is a tough message, right? This isn't good. It's in the tough times, still being true to yourself and not not overstepping that line of sort of being like a, a bullying leader, really. So yeah. I think um I think Jane was great because yeah, she looked like she enjoyed her job, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think that's the key. She felt accessible, the time felt fun. Um and she was authentic. And I think she shared about herself as well you know yeah. when she left whistles I remember you know her delivering the message of a leaving and she was in tears and she just always felt pretty real but also do you know what she felt secure as a person it wasn't about her um I felt like she understood herself you know yeah, and then you get the best from people once you understand yourself yeah I agree I mean my the leader that stands out to me mm. is a lady called Angela Bannerman and she was my um 
director in Primark at the time uh, for a couple yeah. of years. And exactly like that from it, she was very self-aware. She yeah. kept, you know, there would have been a lot of stuff going on in the business and that, but you were a bit protected from that. Yeah. She was that, she was that bouncer of the department. You know? <laughs> so you felt protected. She really, she encouraged you. She motivated mm-hmm. you. You know, she cared. She actually, you really did feel that she cared about you as an individual. Yeah. And you knew things about her personal life or her, not a person, you know what I mean? She shared oh, what totally. she felt was right. You know, and, and but like that, mm-hmm. as it, and I remember the team because she looked after quite a few of us. There was great camaraderie within mm-hmm. the team. And as, you know, and we were all worked really well together and you just felt valued and motivated. And like that, she was very authentic to, you know, she was always just real. There was never no, even if the shit was hitting the fan, she was steady. Yes. Yeah. You know, she was, she was steady and, you know, fantastic. But, but like I said, and we were saying earlier, she is, we've both had long careers in retail and for us to only have a few, you know, a couple that we can, that are at the top of our minds of, you know, obviously there'll be others that will be great at something or good at another thing. But to to be able to go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they were the enigma. They really yeah. stood out. Yeah. It's, it's quite sad, you know. I'm oh, very yeah. glad I, I had them, you know. Yeah. But but it's quite sad. And um, so to help, you know, to help solve that problem for future future yeah. leaders and and team and people that are listening now, how can people work with you? Yeah. So people. So I've got website annawoods.com. I work with retail organisations, and I also do private one to one clients. So um, if you're um, somebody that wants leaders in your organization to be coached, like I'm really passionate. I know we spoke about it before about um, getting people and the emerging leaders to kind of understand themselves as leaders before they get to the boardroom. So I'm so passionate that in retail that is the level where you can have a lot of impact. Um, so yes, um, you can contact me through my website. I'm also on Instagram at Anna Woods Coaching. Um, and I also, so my private work is I work with leaders that are in organizations, but I also work with retail entrepreneurs as well. So I help brands um, brands that are starting out that are new and people want them to lead their business. But I also work um, with brands and their leaders that have kind of been going a few years that have, have not, because often when you start a business, you don't really think about, right, okay, who am I going to be as a leader in this position? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you're like, just doing with, the post and you're, you're just going and you're paying and you're like, you know, yeah. that kind of yeah. what, steady on top and the feet are flapping underneath massively and um so I work with quite they've got quite a few brand leaders at the moment that are like five years into their journey and they're like oh do you know what I've taken on staff I've got eight people the turnover's like two million I've never had a moment to reflect about who I am as a leader people just want that space and support and help because in order to then scale up take it to the next level from there it's an understanding of who you are isn't it as a leader so fantastic and i'll we'll put all those uh, links in the show notes as well so that you can click on those and reach out to anna and i hope you have enjoyed this episode of start scale succeed i'll be back again next week with another great guest and thank you very much for joining me anna today thank you so much <laughs>